Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. The 90s are back. Oh, we're back in the 90s. Back oh, in the man. 90s, man. It's a real comfort zone for me, I admit. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. And yeah, we've done a few movies from 1995 on this show. Yeah, it comes... looking back. We have, a, we have a window that we hit a lot. <laughs> it's a real real feel-good zone for me, you know? I mean, if you want to get nostalgic, just look at a list of movies from 1995. <laughs> yeah. All of them are just like, Whoa. I know. So good. Ghost in the Darkness. <laughs> well, we've done at least Sudden Death, yeah. and we did the infamous Showgirls. Madness of King George. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, yeah. It's such a great era for genre movies. Yeah. It's so good. It was right at the that kind of end, you know, of the, of the cheap straight-to-video peak, and then studios giving money to people to make a movie based off a property nobody's ever heard of ever 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 <laughs> and given just like 25 million to make like a trying to find the next thing to appeal to the grunge generation yeah people gave crazy money to movies and music and ideas in the name of grunge music and i love it yeah this falls into that category of like they're tr- what if uh, it was empire records but like post apocalyptic <laughs> yeah, water uh battles what if it was empire records water world yeah pretty uh? much pretty much yeah <laughs> give it 25 mil both 1995 movies and so we're talking tank girl we're talking the yeah about the legendary Infamous. comic strip that i've never met a person who's actually read it's british uh-huh. i've heard yeah, I mean Jamie Hewlett, the artist. Uh, I I know him more from like Gorillas. Damon oh. out like he did all the visual work for the of Damon course. Albarn cartoon band, which yeah, was, yeah, yeah. That feels way bigger in my brain because uh, when this came out, I I had never. I was fourteen. I didn't know there was a Tank Girl property. I didn't know what this was. I know I've brought it up before, but what are they? What were they doing in the nineties? <laughs> With these comic book movies. This was what a comic book movie was in 1995. It's it's either British, because Judge Dredd also came out this year. Another British comic book. Judge Dredd 95? Yeah. Wow. We were soaking in these British comic book movies. Or it's something like The Shadow. (laughs) Yeah, The Shadow is 40 years old then. Shadow felt like such a wild misstep. The Phantom. Yeah. What? (laughs) Could they just not... Do a Spider-Man movie in the nineties? I love, I love uh, yeah, and I got like the the Phantom like colored VHS, <laughs> like the Phantom purple VHS. Like, were they marketing that to like twelve year olds? Oh man, who was bought? Who was the Phantom marketing for? I don't know. Taco Bell's the Phantom. Like, we got, we got a ring, the Phantom ring with the skull on it at the movie. They were giving them. Oh man, you guys went like opening weekend they Phantom. Out, they used to give out merch. Yeah, yeah, you get got... like lobby cards and sometimes merchandise. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that haven't gotten that since Cottingtown Cinemas. Man, I wonder what the Tank Girl merch was. Oh man, there's so so <laughs> this was my first time seeing Tank Girl cuz okay. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to see it when it came out. It uh my parents had this weird puritanical trust in certain movie critics. 
They were like movie snobs, sure. you know, rented the movies and it was like you Siskel and Ebert hated it. They fell for that stuff whenever the couple movies a year came out that were the ones that every critic piled on. Like I could tell my j- dad a joke about the movie North and he'd probably be like, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That movie was terrible because everybody said so. Never saw North. Like it, when yeah. it crushed me that Cabin Boy got universally bad reviews. <laughs> Cabin Boy was the one that 11-year-old me was just like, this is going to be great. Yeah, huh? The first time I heard about Cabin Boy. This looks so fun. That was me with Clifford with Martin Short. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is a great movie. No, no. Every one? review is just the worst movie. Ever. Like the and Chabba Boy was one of those movies that every critic was just this one dies at sea. <laughs> like just their shittiest puns were just being dunked on like the movie that I was super excited for as a dumb, you know, 10, yeah. 11 year old. So my parents were just, you know, always like, not like that movie you wanted to see, Cabin Boy. Uh, two thumbs down. What did they have to shame? What did you they for? have, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> Tank Girl. Rated R and that line. just a box up. They had no respect for the box office bust. They want they were a block. We were a blockbuster hits yeah, family. You got to perform before we even yeah. give you our time. My dad wasn't renting direct to video. He was renting the hits. No, this that week's top hit, Tank Girl was a bomb, man. Big time. There's a reason they don't Big give time. just some person twenty five million to make a <laughs> movie based on an obscure comic book anymore. Yeah, this movie made like a fraction of. That. This movie is a true cult movie in that I've never met somebody who says, oh, yeah, I've seen Tank Girl and praise it. It's a cult movie. I'm sure they're out there. It's a cult movie because, yeah, people definitely love it. It's still around. People know of it still. But it never even had like a post-release resurgence in any way. Right, right. It still has no kind of major following. There was... Always well, rumors. Well, that's because of... it's not very good, Eric. <laughs> like, I disagree. <laughs> but it's a fun movie. I I watched it for the first time. This in... you hadn't seen it since. Came... We, yeah, rented it when I was you know sixteen or something. Yeah. Uh, so I did. I remembered nothing from it except Lori Petty <laughs> looking cool as hell. Kangaroos? What? I did not remember the kangaroos. <laughs> when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh yeah, rippers, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. I'm sorry, they're, can- Wait, they're kangaroo they're men? They're kangaroos. Sir? Excuse me, with the tail and the ears? Yeah, this is a weird one. And uh, I think it's got a lot of great stuff, but it's a mess. And It I is heard, a real mess. I heard it's another one where the studio messed with it and chopped it up. And, yeah. But also, I heard that there's like a kangaroo dick in yeah, the original cut. They, they Why would a, you do that? A, a Stan Winston prosthetic kangaroo yeah, dick. Stan Winston hanger, Studios. Apparently. Making kangaroo dudes. One of them is Ice T, and I I love Ice T in this movie. Basically, being Ice T, but as a kangaroo man, <laughs> yes, it's still Ice T. Just like he's getting paid big money. He got paid star money. This movie was really hyped around Ice T being a major guy in the movie. Why? It's ins- <laughs> and then you're an hour into the movie when Ice T shows up. Playing like SVU Ice T, like, but he's like a kangaroo but he's a man. Kangaroo. But he's still just like glowering, doing reaction shots. Yeah, spies. And he never busts in with his own sentence. It's always him reacting to somebody is like, man, that's dumb. <laughs> and it's just, but he's a oh, kangaroo doing it. Yeah. But he's also the third build kangaroo. 
And so it's like not only is Ice T not the star, grumpy. he's not even the star kangaroo. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's like the seven dwarves of kangaroos. Yeah, he's, and he's just third. grumpy. Yeah. He's third. He is. He's such a. So this movie is weird, but man, this movie came out at the right time for. I was a sucker for the Tank Girl advertising. I oh, am man. so as I was fourteen when this came out, and I love. If you look like a girl who attended Lollapalooza 94, like, I have a crush on mm-hmm. you. You know, that was 14, and just going to the mall and seeing girls that were trying to be Gwen Stefani. I was going to say, that kind of era. Was and, Gwen Stefani a thing yet when in 95 when Tango yeah, came out? Yeah, it would have been, like, right around the same time. So I was getting strong Stefani vibes. Yeah, but, you know, Tank Girl was decade before as we all knew since everybody was familiar with this property this very popular comic in 95 yeah rachel that itself is like apparently just like full of sex and violence and a bunch of stuff that maybe you couldn't really do in a movie in 1995 yeah i guess you know this was an r-rated movie but at the same time it felt like they really just went one step over the r line would, I think this would language. have been a more legendary hit if they just went for it. Yeah. And so that's where the studio interference comes in. It's like, no, we had the kangaroo dick. We were going for it. We had the dick made. Yeah. We had it made. Somebody has that still. Somebody oh, out there man. has it. Just like somebody has that one decaying Ninja Turtle. Somebody's <laughs> got this like decaying throbber of a kangaroo wang. That, the that Stan, I'm picturing Stan Winston as like a Geppetto. Just like, uh, that's a good, like, drawing, like, intricately carving one curved vein down. like Surrounded by his predator. It's being and, cut. Yeah. <laughs> he's really had... He's got his Terminator skeletons around him. He's like, <laughs> yeah. gentlemen, behold. How cool is it being a Stan Winston and being like, what'd you, what'd you been doing the last four years? It's like, well, you know, the big four, Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, Tank Girl, Congo... <laughs> All yeah, of the yeah. apes in Congo. Oh, yeah. Also, these kangaroo men. Oh, man. The kangaroo men. That's just... What a run. Again, an hour into the movie, you get the kangaroo men. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff before it. There's a lot of good There's stuff a lot before of good it, stuff. man. This most, is most a of mess. It is, most of it is Lori Petty just being a wise ass. I think a lot of... A big portion of the movie hinges on how much you enjoy or how much you're annoyed by Lori yes. Petty's Tank Girl. Yeah, she yeah. is Tank Girl. It's her movie. I like her quite a bit. I think this is a. If a movie is going to tank your career, if you had to do <laughs> Showgirls to tank your movie career, or you had to do Tank Girl to tank your movie career, I love Lori Petty as Tank Girl. She's like a Chattanooga born girl who also talks like she's from Asbury Park, New Jersey. <laughs> and I just. But I with like, like it. a little of that E.G. Daily kind of squeakiness. Totally. To it. Yes. Yeah. She's she great. is like she's the alt rock '94 E.G. Daily we didn't go. really get. That's great. <laughs> That's great. She's like like kind of if Marissa Tomei got to do like uh you know '90s alt rock kind of thing. Sure, she's there for me. I think she's so good in this. I think she's so charming. She was on her way to a pretty nice career in '94 or '95. She was showing up in a, a lot of things that 11 to 14 year old me was seeing. I know. Yeah. Like a lot during that period. One of the first like R-rated movies I got to see, Point Break. Mm-hmm. She's like Keanu's girlfriend. But then, man, that era of two-year period where we got like 17 baseball movies into theaters. Oh, yeah. A League of Their Own is right right towards the top. That's at that. the top. And she's good That's in a, a League great of movie. Their Own, man. She is so great. 
man, I cried on an airplane watching a league of their own, <laughs> like a dumb 11-year-old. What a baby, crying when the two sisters reunite. Uh, what a sad. What are you? A couple of old ladies she is hugging. So, she is so crying. good in that. But, oh, yeah. but then she also was, she was like in a Polly Shore movie. <laughs> Which sounds stupid now. No, she's hitting all the bases, though. Sounds stupid, but she was in a Polly Shore movie during that two-year period right. where Polly Shore was apparently a viable box office star. But that's hitting all the markets. She's hitting the action guys. She's hitting the families with the baseball movie. She's hitting the teens with the Polly Shore. Yeah. And yeah, she was, I, maybe that's the problem. Tank Girl doesn't... Who is Tank Girl for? Right. This is really the question because it's too adult for kids. But it's way too juvenile <laughs> yeah. to really enjoy as an adult. I, yeah, I, it's a it's a movie designed to not make money. <laughs> yeah, it's some it's a movie somebody got to make for a lot of money. Twenty five mil in ninety five is crazy. That's a budge. That's big. Mm-hmm. That is a major budget. That's well over fifty today. That's nuts. Oh yeah, sure. This comic, well, never know what's gonna catch on with these kids because we don't understand any of them. We don't know what they like. We just don't know. Sure, Tank Girl can have twenty-five million. Like that was happening. I just I don't understand why they weren't making Marvel movie. Like they were making the Punisher. They're making like Theodore that was the Rex. Marvel movie they made. They- yeah. Like, they're making stuff like Howard the Duck. Dude, I was just going to say, no, I was going to say one studio executive lost his ass on <laughs> Howard the Duck in 88. And for the next six years, no, ex- every executive was just like, not going to be me. I guess not. Not going to be me. Oh, no, we're not doing that. So then Tank Girl of all movies. Is the yeah. One. But yeah, then then the old executives are like, well, they can't blame me if the shadow fails. The shadow's a Hollywood classic. I loved that when I was a kid. These yeah, kids so it's all it them like, we're playing it safe. We're going back to the talkie era. <laughs> like, then they played it. It was a it was a Howard the Duck caused a comic book movie counter-correction yeah. way back into the 30s. But then it's like, then in 89, Batman makes a billion dollars or yeah. whatever, right? It's like, it's right there in it's front right of you. It's right in front of you. You take an a character people actually know (laughs) and you do something cool with it and uh yeah tank girl's cool but where do you buy a tank girl comic book i know i don't know where to get one now Uh, is there a compendium i'm gonna have to go look for him i guess it looked like the the art in the opening credit sequence looks cool as hell gorillas work always looks cool if you've ever seen any of the videos from a live gorillas show it's great guy animates concerts for a cool band that's a weird gig yeah and his tank girl art, some of my favorite parts of the movie are the comic interludes. Man, if this could have just been an animated movie yep. through and through, yep. I would have fucking loved it. Hands down. The, the animated sequences, and there were quite a few of them that they do in this movie. Yeah. To the point where you're like, they ran out of money, didn't they? Hewl- Hewlett said <laughs> it was their way sometimes of getting away stuff that the stu- studio pulled, mm. scenes that they filmed that they couldn't show, or... Scenes that supposedly the director just didn't film that had been in. Like, they just were, yeah. like, either over budget and moving through. The rocket so, boobs uh, yeah, sequence, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. She had rocket boobs in one scene <laughs> after having sex with a kangaroo, which got cut. <laughs> which got cut. Yeah. The things that would have made this into a, cult, like, smash into the one that, like, oh, you have to rent the one with kangaroo dick in it. Right. You That would be a movie people would be talking about you'd hear about in college. You hadn't seen the kangaroo dong movie that'd be rented you know tank will... girl was just kind of had its crowd that never built yeah and 
it kind of reminds me because it's the same era all these cartoons if this had been one of those like late night saturday mtv cartoons oh, yes like, oh, definitely. That's where the comic stuff was showing up. Aeon Flux, Aeon Flux the Max. Big time. The I Max was, was Aeon cool, Flux man. For sure. my Watching f- this movie, this felt like Aeon Flux yeah. in those animated sequences. Right. That was the more dystopian future. This was the apocalyptic yeah. future. But very similar thing. Man, Aeon Flux felt... That blew my young 12, 13-year-old mind, man. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, once they started getting to these other underground comics, like the Max... And there was that other great one, the head. Yeah. Kind of the big old dome. You look watch that now, and the story's so good, but it's so choppy and so raw. Tank Girl ca- cartoon, man. That would have been a classic. That would have been big time. You know, that would that's how you would have grown this legend. They went straight to a $25 million just bomb. Just a career killer. Rachel Talalay hardly made movies again. She's had a great TV career. Yeah, I want. She is uh, super successful. I still her up working. Very cool. She works yeah. in major CW shows now. That's the gig. When I when I looked her up, one thing that kind of struck me watching Tank Girl was the campiness. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, she started with John Waters. Yeah. in Baltimore, right? and I was like, yes. If you look at Tank Girl through like a John Waters camp vibe, right? It's perfect. I think we've had that. The, we've had this fantasy before where John Waters, who is the king. You know, what a man. Love that man. And if he had more of a John Carpenter sensibility Mm. and love for those kind of movies. We don't get to really see... We get to see John Waters make his, like, send-ups of 50s stuff. But the stuff John Carpenter 50s stuff was, like, the sci-fi and the, uh, you know, the thrillers and that Mm. kind of stuff. We never got to see John Waters try to do an action. John Waters, the thing. Yeah, man. Just a bunch of guys (laughs) hold up in an Arctic station. Yeah. Sure. The thing has some gross effects, but have you seen the singing butthole and pink (laughs) flamingos? He can do some different gross effects, man. If they had shown, yeah, if not kangaroo dong, at least give us a kangaroo butthole in tank girl. Yeah. That's what we needed. That's That's what what was missing. We had so many expressive kangaroo parts, like their ears and their tails, which had some very funny moments. A lot of the tail. tails. Yeah. The tail work was exceptional. <laughs> Stan, you should be The proud. mouth work on these kangaroos, actually impressive. These oh, yeah. things are horrifying creatures, DNA experiment mutants. But these are impressive, weird characters. Who, at one point, they described themselves as being reincarnated other people? It's got a what weird meta spiritual bit. bit, doesn't it? One of them was like, "I used to be Jack Kerouac." Wait, what, dude? Reg Cathy is the, <laughs> as Kerouac, the sax playing kangaroo. This movie is so the nuts sax because playing poetry kangaroo. An is, hour into this bit. movie, you're getting sax kangaroo. You're getting you're getting kangaroo. You do get some kangaroo dance floor humping. Yeah, God, we get some. Get it, get it, Jet. <laughs> this movie, man. They I got felt, pay- I, <laughs> Rachel Talalay. You, I thought where you were going with camp. Yeah, you pointed out she was a producer on what? Like hair. It was his like it was hairspray. Like she started with polyester, kind of stuff, right? Hairspray. Oh, yeah. Wow, polyester. That's good career. And uh, yeah, her first movie is Freddy's Dead, which a lot of people don't love. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people hate it because it goes for the it's comedy. Campy. It's campy. Yeah. And then her second movie is Ghost in the Machine. I think. Damn. And then this one. So she just made three three. very cool different movies. Say what you want about Freddy's Dead, whether you like the campy comedy of it or you hate it. 
that was a smash. Mm. I mean, sure they brought they did they responded to the negative feedback and brought back Craven, but yeah. it it made big money for that movie. You know, 40, 50 million, like bank for That's a, why for she's getting movie. this Tank Girl money. She get that Tank Girl money for doing <laughs> the worst received Freddy movie. That's that Hollywood, is a baby. dream director <laughs> career, man. That is awesome. Flat out respect. If I was getting into directing and I got to do a Freddy movie that made money so you can't be mad at me. Yeah. You know, you got to love me. <laughs> like, I made you money. Who gives a shit about the reviews, right? <laughs> Didn't endear myself to the fan base. Endeared yourself to the right people to have a career as a director. Then she got to make Tank Girl. Mm-hmm. She got to make pull the most obscure comic out of the gutter. Um, Robert Rodriguez doing Sin City was just as much of a gamble. Sure. But you could tell he loved Sin City. Cool movie. Very you can cool. tell he loved the material. I can tell this material is like loved. I can tell, like, I mean, I can tell the effort put into the the comic interstitials. Mm-hmm. That had style, man. That just wasn't just uh that was a stylistic montage of still photos, original animations. Like they've tried to insert these comic interludes into movies before. Have you seen Walter Hill's Warriors cut that does that? Uh no. No, not Warriors. Dumb. No. He did it too. It was a the the director's cut. Yeah, has that in it. Even Tarantino's done it with Kill Bill. Yeah, an animated sequence in there. The Go Go animates. Pretty. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, that love that. <laughs> Jason and I saw that in the theater. I remember us turning to each other like, "He's doing it." <laughs> yep. QT's doing it again, baby. <laughs> going anime. Love it. Going anime. <laughs> But this is also, this has so much of the stuff that makes this era movies fun. It's got invented insults that didn't catch on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love here just somebody calling somebody a butt smear. It's like, have, don't think that was one. Having the little girl, yeah, say something <laughs> about the guy's peanut dick is pretty good. <laughs> it's all these kids that come up yeah, with those man. too. This, I think what I love, why I veer so positive on this movie is that it feels like a 1995 direct to video movie that through an accounting error, they got 25 million (laughs) instead of independently funding 3 million. It's just like an accounting error. Just like, I don't know. Just keep, I don't know. Hire iced tea. We can afford afford iced tea (laughs) and all the songs. uh, Get Winston on board. Yeah. They must've spent everything on the song royalties and the great soundtrack. soundtrack, man. If I wasn't already a sucker enough for like, so your main character's wearing like uh, what a ringer tee, cut off shorts, and torn stockings. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Fourteen year old me did that. Was it? Oh, she has the coolest haircut I've ever seen a girl have. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna be into seeing that. I, I'm gonna talk about Lori Petty's hair a lot in this. I love, <laughs> I love her hair so much. I, mean, I love how her hair like changes from within scene to scene. Yeah. The camera will cut back to her within one conversation, and she'll suddenly have a new adornment. <laughs> In her hair, and I love it. I again, you got to go in loving Lori Petty in this. Mm-hmm. I found her very charming and annoying. She's obnoxious. Yeah, this is an obnoxious character. She's a Looney Tunes character. She, yeah, very much. <laughs> and I, I kind of like her playing a Looney Tunes character in it. Doesn't seem she's like lovable though. I think sure. she's lovable. Yeah, and I, you know, whether whether it's learning a gimmick post a, a role and embracing it, she said that. She viewed herself as this, the same way Dennis Hopper viewed himself, you know, as Frank Booth. 
Hmm. One of those like, hey, man, you're attaching yourself to something. Own it. Yeah, yeah. Man, if I, was, I, I just hope she didn't do this method on set. Just be this character. I hope so. All the time. I hope she got to just be an annoying ass <laughs> on like a 25. Just be a little princess for a while. You hear so many stories about dudes just being like, look, my character grabs tits. <laughs> I got to keep that up I'm, the illusion. I'm method, baby. You know, yeah. what's Strasburg going to say if I don't go back there showing my grab tits 24-7? You never hear about somebody method acting to be like a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope Lori Petty just got to be a shit for like eight <laughs> weeks in the desert, just in Tucson. I hope. No, I, I love her in this. Yeah. I think she's super charming and... I love her look. I love that 90s look. This soundtrack to this movie, they did not skimp. This no. had big bands. It had Bush. It, it had did. a Scott Weiland side project. It did. Yeah. Yeah, big, there's, a, there's big some numbers. Names. But it also... Devo's doing the opening song, I, great, I think. Great intro. Yeah. Opening in with a three-minute cool Devo song, all animated by Jamie Hewlett. I'm in. Yeah. I love a good animated sequence. Even yeah. if it's in like Mannequin Two on the move, it's a good like that. Yeah, that opening sequence is a good intro to the character if you don't know her, and then she gives you that kind of yeah. We ran out of water eleven years ago. Oh, I love it. Give and, me that Lori Petty narration. Yeah. Also, awfully prescient. She's like <laughs> yeah. the year's twenty thirty three. Eleven years ago, you know, twenty twenty two, the water ran out. She's like shit. Yeah. one solitary tear wiped down my cheek from tank girl and then i had to conserve the tear for moisture (laughs) it's 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 like dune in this they are desperate for water uh water empowers the big conglomerate run by malcolm mcdowell in a perfect role for him perfect man he is a god of this he's one of those cool sophisticated award nominated actors who embraced the direct-to-video 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Some great character actor and villain work. God, he would have been in the Star Trek right before or after this. He's the bad guy in Generations. Oh, that's right. With both Picard and Kirk. He had he got good guest TV roles. Yeah. He, he carried on very cool, cool career. Undeniably great career. Anytime Legend. you see him in the credits, check it out. Yeah. That's oh, one this guys. one we got a good... And Malcolm McDowell. I love uh, that yeah, level yeah. of dicksmanship. <laughs> to be like, <laughs> he's earned it. I know what level star I am in this movie. I don't mind being at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm the cleanup hitter. The, so I love when a guy has the, when he's a major part of the movie, but he's the, that's right, and Malcolm McDowell. Uh-huh. Yeah, you might have seen Ice T. Yeah, Jeff Cobers in it. Sure. That's right. Maybe four fifth build down, someone named Naomi Watts is in the movie. <laughs> what? Wait, I didn't remember that at all. Yeah. She's a brunette in this movie. Maybe that's Naomi why, Watts, but... uh, this was pre her like big American crossover. Yeah. Many years before her big crossover. Like ninety five, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have known her first in something like The Ring. What, yeah. six, Mulholland seven years Drive later? and, and yeah, The yeah. Ring both came out back to back. That was a pretty big introduction so. right there. But in 95, Naomi Watts was she not is, on my radar. She is already a star in this movie, though. Like, you like her, her acting is just that. She's already at that level. She's already at that Naomi Watts level of acting around clown Lori Petty. <laughs> Lori Petty is such. <laughs> so, she's, she's doing her Harley Quinn impression. Dude. And Naomi Watts is doing like hard movie drama. It's so funny you say that because when I was look when you were talking about like how like who is doing this property expecting to make money, Margot Robbie, 
yeah. has apparently been trying to produce a Tank Girl reboot. Oh, this and is I'm, the movie to reboot. And I, I'm saying, like, yeah, you, it makes sense yeah. with her development on Harley Quinn, but also considering that the current Harley Quinn character is all just whatever Lori Petty was Girl. doing in Tank Girl. Like, it's also kind of crazy that that movie hasn't caught on as a bigger cult hit, because yeah. I guess you just got to have clown makeup, because the proportions are the same, and the behavior is all the same. Yeah. Well, she is well, just what people are doing as Harley the Quinn. The other thing is, uh, people know who Harley Quinn is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. People have read and seen the <laughs> yeah. shows, and uh, yeah, she's in all the video games. That's a property, just as big as Batman right now. Sure. Tank Girl... Still not seeing those comics on the shelves. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen a Tank Girl in a while. Let me tell you. But if Margot Robbie does a Tank Girl, I would see the hell it out would, of it. It would absolutely rule. It's just yeah. like with Judge Dredd when they did that Dredd in 2012. <sighs> yeah, man. Whoo, that's a good movie. Yes. And a lot like the comic book. Very much. Yeah, so I'd be here for yeah. a Tank Girl reboot, but I think but the original's got a yeah, lot of charm. I do think this movie, I think it represents its source material well in its silliness. I think it uh, it's just kind of a chopped up... Yeah. The plot's not really... The plot's not totally riveting. there. Uh, and then, yeah. It's the, a little longer than you'd expect. Yeah. It's like it an just, hour 45, which seems much for where they go. doesn't go anywhere for a while. Yeah. You, you don't get a tank until like 45 minutes into the movie. And then, yeah, the kangaroos show up, and it's like, all right, wait, what? What are we doing here? But I like that we got yeah. a big song and dance number. We get a big oh, Cole Porter number. That's I was hoping we'd get to see there. red lipstick Lori Petty singing into a camera. Mm. We got that payoff. Yeah. But apparently there was a fuller version of the song cut. We we miss out on Naomi Watts' part of the song. Studio butchered this, man. man. Studio butchered That's this. Tough. By the way, Naomi Watts does a total Timlin performance. Oh this yeah, is Crimes of the Future. Oh, Kristen yeah. Stewart in that total, yeah, total Timlin, little church mouse shy. Her blo- lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> There's some lesbian vibes from uh, Jet Girl. Sure. I mean, oh, I love Jet it's, Girl. It's crazy to see the career arc of Lori Petty. You'd think at worst she would have had a, a long career as a Michelle Rodriguez type. Hmm. Michelle Rodriguez has had a lucrative career playing Michelle Rodriguez. Lori Petty but could pull off like that action sassy, movies. tough kind of stuff. Maybe she wasn't doing. Maybe she didn't want to do like a bunch of action. I movies. can't. I don't believe that it would have been because of not wanting to do. I don't it. know. I think if she was doing not, not late '90s action, she could have pulled it off. She was a good actress. This sometimes people attach to bombs, man. Mm. You get it. You get blown up in the process. It has <laughs> to end somewhere. She's had a great career. She's on Orange yeah. and the New Black. She's doing okay. She's great, but. <laughs> This is a good cast overall. This is a well cast movie. This is a people this is a movie with people given a performance. As much as Ice T gives an Ice T performance, none of those kangaroos are acting above the material. <laughs> Reg Kathy as the sax play in Kerouac uh-huh. kangaroo. I laughed my butt off during several of his scenes. When one of the uh kangaroos suggests tea and cruppence and he puts up a little vote. Kind of does a little timed head nod, <laughs> knowing that the eyes are going to have it for tea and crumpets. The kangaroos, for looking like mutant freaks, <laughs> had a lot of amazing actor personality they were able to do with them. I don't know. It's a weird, dumb movie, but yeah. I love when somebody gets paid a lot of money to be weird and dumb. 
So Rachel Talley getting to do an Elm Street and like a fake comic movie. <laughs> yeah. Just a made up comic movie. Stan Winston apparently wanted to do the kangaroos so bad that he accepted half his pay. Whoa. People were wanting to this work. Is a, this is a passion project. Girl. People were pa- Stan People, Winston. This maybe this was a popular comic book, and I just as a <laughs> child, like this was the adults were all reading Tank. I'm girl. really outing myself as not knowing yeah. any cool people, right? Shit. No, Tank Girl wasn't. I've thing. read the Judge Dredd. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. A I weird, get it. A weird thing about Tank Girl, though, Tank looking girl. back, since that was the area where I could be easily marketed to. Yeah, I saw ads for Tank Girl in Spin Magazine, you know, and it was just one of those. Yes. Everyone knows this that post. This is cool. Like, yeah. I'm seeing this. Again, great soundtrack. Where else was a 14-year-old going to get introduced to, like, Richard Hell and the Voidoids or mm. find out that Devo did more than just whip it? Yeah, exactly. You know, that Devo is like, maybe they are the coolest band ever. I will admit, I was like, is this B-52s going hard? That <laughs> opening song? Yeah, it's right? it's Devo. It's Devo. But, I mean, what a cool soundtrack. Like, L7. You know, oh, yeah. love shove showing up like two of the coolest Bjork songs. I know Army of Me just feels. I was like, not expecting Bjork to show up. That's big money. I guess Courtney Love was the soundtrack uh, mm. coordinator. Whatever oh, she like her. assembled the uh, the soundtrack that's, for this. All right. So they people were working on people Tank Girl working as on a Tank passion Girl. project. Damn. Man, Winston went from Jurassic Park to <laughs> Tank Girl. The life of a makeup guy is amazing. Are those just Velociraptor tails getting reused oh, as kangaroo tails? Repurposed. What are we doing here, Stan? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> weren't there weren't there like uh, some of the Congo apes that leaped kind of like the kangaroos? Oh, it was a leap total Congo in leap. this one. He yeah. went straight from this to Congo. Yeah, just put some fur on those bad boys. Man, I can't wait to hear you talk about Stan Winston Congo effects. Uh, the Congo Passion Project episode will be ninety minutes. Those are some. Those apes. Those are some good gorillas. Charlie can talk about good. Amy. Charlie's going to talk about Amy. Good gorilla. <laughs> good gorilla. <laughs> Charlie love Amy. It's insane how badly people wanted to work on Tank Girl, and I love them for it. Because mm-hmm. as much of a mess as this movie is, I love a lot of this mess. I love I, yeah. Tank Girl wearing like a candy necklace that's Prozac. I love how many different kinds of bangs Lori Petty can have and how many head wraps she can look cool in. The outfits are, yeah. The stellar. outfits are really great. All of her post-apocalypse. From when she's wearing janitor scrubs, one of them's cut into a cool midriff. Mm-hmm. The stocking cutting scene is cool and hot in that same way that the uh, Howard the Duck <laughs> lingerie scene is hot. Same exact vibes. That was, yeah, I was like, what are we doing here? What is happening, Tank Girl? She is like, that's a thing that they're into, I guess. For a movie that shows nothing. But also, it's the post-apocalypse. Like, you don't know how many leggings you're going to get. Yeah, man, you only got so many short overalls. (laughs) Those short alls do not just grow on trees anymore. Sand is everywhere. Like, stuff is lost. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to, well, that's, you know she would safety pin it in a really cool way. Uh, I know. You know it. Definitely. Man. Maybe when they did the tape. when she was cutting the steins, they needed the far back shots. Like, man, you couldn't cut those any cooler. <laughs> so they had such great detail to that kind of stuff. They really did feel tapped in. It did not feel like something like, "Hey, teens, uh-huh. <laughs> like check us out, dudes." Like it felt at least tapped into the market that 
wasn't old enough to be able to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also what was shocking is, at least with someone like Judge Dredd, there was fast food tie-ins. They were at least marketed to the action audience. It was just a bust. But this was like, you should. they should have been pumping this into the surf shops, the skate shops. Mm-hmm. Like They should have been making Tank Girl merch to try and do something. Put her on a t-shirt. Put her on a ringer tee. Maybe we just missed all that. No, I don't know. come on. You don't I think so. We went to a mall. We yeah. have seen this stuff. Yeah. It just wasn't out there. The studios weren't targeting that kind of merch for whatever reason for these kind of movies. But again, I, I as a kid was not allowed to see Batman Returns. Yeah. I had the Batman Returns fanny pack. I had the hat. <laughs> I had the plastic watch. I had every... I wore... It was everything. To, I was head yeah. to toe. <laughs> yeah. Head to that movie toe. was merch, Batman right? Returns. Never saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was merch. I mean, you remember how much Simpsons stuff was there. Oh, yeah. At this peak Simpsons, there was Bart shirts in every shop of the mall. You know, it is, and I'm not saying Tank Girl can just get in malls, but a studio that can have a $25 I mean, million dollar tank movie has a little bit of an arm to get some merch out there, mm-hmm. right? This movie just died on the vine. It had no, they overestimated what kind of things people would be willing to say was admit was cool they just yeah they without didn't, knowing they didn't know what they had or what to do with it yeah, yeah it's as yeah. In, like i said at, when i was watching this i'm just those man an animated mtv late night cartoon perfect for that era mm-hmm. that was the kind of stuff that i thought was the coolest i was getting my friends to tape on vhs for me so i can see it right that was the stuff i wanted to see and watched over and over again i probably watched the head saves the Saves the earth like five times. Nice. <laughs> you know, we'll do it. We'll do a head we episode. That, It'll be yeah. great. But man, not only was Rachel Talalay getting to work on, she was produced Nightmare 3 and 4. Oh, yeah. She was producing Dream Master and Dream Warrior. So this woman got to be around some cool stuff. And I love when we're kind of not around that era when a director is paid dumb money to make their movie. We're getting it a bit. We're getting the cool renaissance where we're getting to see Alex Garland movies. I was just going to say, Cronenberg's getting money again. We talked recently about how it seems like there's a lot of weird movies in the theater. Yeah. And like now you look at it and you go like, well, there was a lot of weird movies in 1995 in the movie theater. Like maybe maybe movies are just like pretty weird overall. We can get some good weird movies. We're always... You got to make up these new stories. Sometimes they get kind of weird. Yeah. You know. It's easy to look at something with hindsight. But at the the, time I could... as a 14-year-old, I fell for the marketing of Tank Girl. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it bad. I was p- ripping pictures out of magazines at the library. <laughs> if they, oh, man. I used you to, did want to. I used okay. to rip I those. You now. I used to rip those Rolling Stones <laughs> up, man. Rolling Stones and spin. I, the library was right across from my dad's office, yeah. remember? Ugh. I would go in, read every, spin every month. My parents weren't letting me have a Rolling Stones subscription. Oh, I was ripping those pictures out. Just Tank Girl, though. <laughs> I fell for no. the ads. I love those ads. Advertising in 90s cool magazines was fun. It was a fun time for looks and fashion. You look at the eras of fashion that directly preceded and, and, and post early 90s fashion. Terrible. It's all like Saved by the Bell neon and mm-hmm. fluffy hair. Awful. Grunge was an amazing shift. Grunge fashion looks so cool. You look like somebody that was watching a Sonic U show in '93. Guarantee you're gonna look hot. <laughs> gonna guarantee you're. They gonna even look have cool. the grunge kangaroo. Yeah, man. Last time I went to Seattle, 
for a big sub pop anniversary show. Ended up standing behind some dude watching the Mud Honey set. The guy's wearing a Mother Love Bone shirt. <laughs> you know he's had it since 1991. And I was like, guess what? This guy still looks cool. He still looks. <laughs> still cool. works. It still worked on yeah. him, man. He had good hair for a guy who was probably 50. Mm. It was the Mother Love Bone logo doing the Air Jordan dunk. <laughs> I was like, man, you can't get more 1991 than a Mother Love Bone. <laughs> Got just Michael do it Jordan. like grunge shirt. Like we got him, folks. Stan, I got the picture somewhere. What a legend! I think that was yeah. It wasn't one of the kangaroos wearing like a giant Nike shirt. In yeah, this man. One. Yeah, it's it's. I I love when movies. One's are like, wearing like a Hooters shirt, but like a cool faded grunge Hooters shirt, like a and a flannel. It's like a 1995 movie. All right, this takes place about 40 years in the future. What are they going to be wearing? Nike grunge outfits. I love the grunge sensibility. I love so it. It's so 90s. It still looks cool Those to me. Those silly kind of top hats. Uh, Seriously. Lori Petty was Look at the 93 to 95 grunge, but then look at 98 to 2001 fashion. Yeah. No where they're like, it's all going to be chrome and we're going to have bleached hair. And like, nope. Mm-hmm. When it was like, oh. But that grunge era still holds up. There's a reason it keeps coming back and it's currently back now in... I walked through the mall on a long walk the other day, and all the stores have this because the '90s fashion is back. '90s oh, yeah. fashion is the popular fashion right now, but it's all like now we're old enough to be like the parents when like the '60s and '70s stuff makes its return, and they can tell what was like. That's not how we did. Like, <laughs> yeah. so now I'm walking through, and you're seeing these like it kind of looks like '90s surf fashion that that we would have worn, but it was like. The version sold at Mervyn's. Mm-hmm. Not the version sold for like the expensive stuff at like PacSun or whatever. Like now you walk by and PacSun just looks like cheap, like the Mervyn shit that we had. Like, yeah, we had to buy three Mervyn shirts and then you get the one yeah. PacSun shirt. You know, that's our school clothes budget. And it's all looking like these weird fake 90s knockoffs. And that's what's in right now. Mm. And yet. The tank girl resurgence has not happened it's yet. Not a part of that. It just never gets God. back. Because sometimes, like it, that's kind of the same way at Target, right? Where it's like all these like old vintage-looking Marvel shirts or yeah. Star Wars shirts, and you're like, you're like, dude, this is it's a Target shirt. Dude, let me tell you, man. But I, no tank girl at Target. Yet. When I walk through the mall and I. Hot dog on a stick ain't there anymore. Probably hadn't walked in a mall in like five years. Yeah. Not there. But what is there is Spencer's. Mm -hmm. Spencer's 2022 brick and mortar. And I go in there and so much of it is the same shit that was at Spencer's gifts in 1995. It's like they still got the Led Zeppelin shirt with the like Uh Pegasus man. They still got Sublime shirts. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like how, is the, how is that sustainable? How is the 1995 aesthetic this durable? And how has Tank Girl received none <laughs> of that? How have Man. how has it lifted every other boat with this rising 90s tide? And they have not <laughs> yeah. found a way to budget Tank God. Girl to an audience. We we need that Margot Robbie remake. Now. I need we I will need see that. that Margot Robbie could nail it, but. God, I wish Lori Petty got more mm. credit for this. As annoying and fun as she I thought it was a real charming one. I love seeing a heroine with cool bangs do like a funny like 
you've been squandering water, <laughs> kind of like doing the sexy German machine. It's like, yeah, that's the kind of gags I wanted. Just sipping a martini while driving a tank. Yeah, the, the my favorite stuff was the tank stuff, obviously, because you know it's in the title. You expect it, but cool tank. The scene where she's like running down the truck full of guns and she's roasting a weenie and <laughs> yeah. jumping into her it's cartoon her stuff. Uh, recliner chair like yeah the she's like daffy duck basically uh, very much she's and like pulling on levers it's like, the same like, anytime anything. she's yeah. getting interrogated she just has this wise crack response for everything i Dude, just the way she that would, that all works every really interaction well. between her and malcolm mcdowell just gold kills him with her just her dunking on him over and over and him just trying to not like eat the shit <laughs> and just but he like, walks trying right to not like it. yeah he keeps walking into it almost like a yes what did you have to say about the size <laughs> of my manhood <laughs> it's like he's so confident that he can take it yeah. and then she comes up with the perfect burn and he has to sit there just like <sighs> like, put her in the tube <laughs> by trying not to like like he doesn't want somebody to like right that he got mad yeah like he's trying not to let everybody know that he got mad but he's like oh that guy's clearly mad <laughs> oh he got mad he just got dunked on she got him mad again he, he walks in thinking he can absorb it and he can't <laughs> and they're so good he, her just not giving him the satisfaction uh, I, I was pretty entertained by it yeah the way he the way he seed was great and also the way he was like his own little hitler I love him as the dictator at water and power, smashing those cool, those cool GI Joe glass maps. Yeah. Oh, what a day on the set! <laughs> Can you imagine? Malcolm's gonna go smash that scene where yeah. he is. What he he's like the guy in Dune. They own like ninety five percent of the Earth's water supply now. Not and enough. And he flips out over the one little crack that uh-huh. Lori Petty and her crew uh, are dominating. He gets to smash three of those glass maps. Boom, boom, boom. And those are huge. And this is maybe the hardest I laughed in the whole movie. He's going, oh, sure, we don't have this slice. Smash. Then we won't have this slice. Smash. Then we won't have this slice. And so on. (laughs) We ran out of huge glass maps to shatter for effect. And so on. (laughs) They're all sipping. All the elites are like sipping their water. So I love him carrying around his sham pain flute while he is just punching straight (laughs) through walls of glass. I just wanted a what this movie seemed like of all the stuff that was cut and also the stuff that would have made it a bit more legendary. I needed stuff like a janitor shot off to the side, just being like, (laughs) come on, just like doing a head shake at all the glass, just like and just like. The amount of practical effects to win in this movie, I am dying to see the dude painstakingly carving these very cool-looking maps. Mm. These gla- these were some fine glass maps of their yeah. desert region. Very nice-looking. That took somebody a lot of effort. And McDowell had these things eviscerated in like <laughs> 10 seconds. What, what if, if that goes bad? What if he slips on some of the loose have, glass? Yeah, how long How would this takes? shot take to set up? That's why this movie's costing $25 million. Oh, I want to hear their glass map budget. 10% of that budget was just that scene. Malcolm McDowell having that guy walk through all of the glass he just broke. That's a boss move. 
And then we get a very cool movie effect. Mm-hmm. The needle. We're so hard up for water now. And water and power, the evil, dominant, monopolistic conglomerate, has now figured out a way to separate our water supply from our bodies. So we get those great draining body effects, but not yeah. quite enough. Just like the knuckles. Yeah. Yeah, you just see the hand. If you're going R rating, go full horror movie and show a guy's body. You know, show yeah. a. If you're getting Stan you're doing that, you're already doing movie, that in Indiana Jones movies. Yes. Six years earlier. Yeah. I think that's Whatever. really my the only thing I keep coming back to. Like, what I wish about the movie is like, you had the R rating, you had a big budget, you had big name production, and you know behind the scenes people working on it. Yeah. There had to be a bit of squandering. It. It just didn't feel like a big enough movie, I think, in all yeah. respects. Like, they have some action sequences, but it's just kind of like guys being like, Ugh, and falling. And let, me, let me tell you, it did look great on a, on a screen. I bet. I did not see this movie on a big screen. I did not see this movie until a week ago. <laughs> I've never rented Tang Girl. I loved it. But yeah. it looked great on a screen. But yeah, it has that, again, direct-to-video vibe. But for twenty five million nineteen ninety five dollars, yeah, yeah. So huge budget spent in ways that, you know, like you said, that soundtrack probably wasn't cheap. Yeah, that, and, and did we need like seven kangaroos? We could they, have done with like four. Kangaroos. Dude, there was like nine kangaroos. There was a lot of kangaroos. There was a lot of. Not all of them got full names and characters. No, but like five of them did. We got to see a whole ritualistic kangaroo prayer dance. Did you see one of them was Doug Jones? I did see that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, right? The man who's always in the costume. So they were getting yeah. costume actors that were good. These co- Again, costumes were ex- expressive. The movement was really surprising. Some yeah. of the kangaroos leaping and climbing, like it was almost like Predator mm-hmm. in some scenes. You wouldn't, wouldn't really expect that out of Tank Girl. You wouldn't have expected kangaroo mutants either. So the movie does do unexpected things, but it also feels like it treads a little bit. Yeah. The plot is thin. They don't really go long enough in any of the directions they could go in. You know, there's no slave uprising scene, even though we have to go through some slave stuff, mm-hmm. including her very cool Portishead head dust bath scene. That was cool. See, that's that was guy- that worked. Yeah. Yes. But then you have like four scenes of Naomi Watts being harassed by the general. <laughs> Like so many times, he's like, blah, 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 blah. "You do get the nice jet girl payoff at the end when she has the cool blowback yeah. hairdo, and she's now graduated from mousy jet girl <laughs> to cool jet girl." Yeah, little bit of tank girls rubbed off on her. Yeah, calling people doesn't quite call people butt smears, but uh, <laughs> there's some really funny, really good lines, and I kind of like how the uh, the character. There's, I don't know, some of the dialogue I think is really dumb. Some of it is really funny. Some of the stuff feels like, oh yeah, this is they just gave Harley Quinn every idea. When Lori Petty escapes slavery and says, Lock up your sons. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I thought that's good. That's funny. <laughs> that's a funny line, you know? That's a line that's so simple, so short, but like Harley Quinn doesn't always find that level of just, you know, mm. simple take on a classic, right? <laughs> I liked it. I think, and yeah, if you don't like Lori Petty in this, if you weren't like me and you weren't at one point going, 
I hope we get a trying on outfits montage. <laughs> and then when we got one, me going like, yes, like out loud, just like, oh, at a certain point, I was like, we have to have a sped up fast moment montage with her in cool outfits, mugging at the camera. We did. And I loved it. It was what I wanted. If I wanted 145 of it, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as so much. You know, the pacing was a problem, but I loved her in it. And she's the movie, man. She's, she's it. She's the movie. I wanted to see her hanging off the barrel of a cannon, making quips. Yeah, yeah that stuff was all good. You get a little James Hong James cameo. Hong, that's, yes. That's always worth it. Yeah, they're like, we need a man playing a futuristic body modificator. <laughs> yep. And it's like, could he be Asian? Get Hong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he needs to be. Yeah, he oh, Okay, needs to good. Be. We got the yeah. guy. Hong using like a comically oversized <laughs> pair of forceps to just pop so McDowell's like, head on. It felt like a pa- like a Mel Brooks level parody at points, <laughs> and it was just such a wild mix of all of that. Yeah, because and then you've got yeah Naomi Watts doing like Academy worthy acting <laughs> as the tortured, closeted lesbian jet girl who yes. has to who has to endure or tank try to girl. embrace her identity and, and then, fight her feelings yeah you've just got daffy duck over here running around going <laughs> woo 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 she is deaf we get we she does total daffy duck moves yeah. in this it's and so i funny. love them <laughs> i love when she has her green bangs so, love where she has the purple bangs love when she gets the pigtails out of nowhere in one scene the the love uh it all. love the, the uh, red head wrap water and power calendar bit where oh. she's convincing the guys that they're part of the calendar uh and taking photos and the she's basically dressed up power. like daffy duck would dress up with that shades she's and shawl. dressing up like a duck doing drag <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah i get it it is hot <laughs> it is cool yeah it's hot just like when bugs buddy has the big boobs just, and the lips yeah super hot obviously yeah yeah there's again what's her name the girl from caroline in the city that was also the mom <laughs> she's the one in howard the duck yeah, Leia Thompson. Leia Thompson. Hot in Howard the Duck. Hot. Sorry. Hot it, in Back to the Future. Hot in Back to the Future, Trying to seduce yeah. her own son. Trying to have sex with her son. Yeah. You don't always choose your heroes. But. No, <laughs> That's Lori- what I mean. Are movies just weird? Like, Back to the, the Future is a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. About a son who has to like go back in time and try not to bang his mom. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd have a pretty and easy... And that one's a hit, but Tank Girl, nothing. I think All I'd right. have a pretty easy time not being char- charmed by my mom, actually. I think it'd be really easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Her doing these quippy 1994-era MTV fun cartoon character, it felt like liquid television. Yeah. She did it awesome. She did a great trying on outfits motion. I don't know. No, Her, it's just it's just yeah, the faces it, yeah. that she makes back and forth with Naomi Watts when Kerouac the kangaroo is doing some of his g- jazz poetry. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I loved it. Yeah, there's so many just cute little fun moments in this movie. Kind of appreciate the faults, appreciate that it exists. Get to hear a cool Devo animated intro in a movie. Yeah, that's a film. I saw it for the first time. I don't think you just have to be nostalgic for it. I just think it's an unobjectionable fact that that grunge era fashion, still the hottest, coolest, most durable look of my lifetime. There you go. Of all the eras that we pull from. Sorry, everyone else. It's either like the 70s up through sometime in the mid 80s, and then it all goes south up until grunge saves the day. Well, you don't see parachute pants around. 
No. I'll put it that way. Yeah. You see a lot of flannel still. But when I walk through JCPenney's to get to the Whole Foods at the mall, I see nothing but ripped up jeans and ripped up shorts and fucking Green Day crop tops. Yeah. Oh, my God. Still being sold. That's where we're at. (laughs) And Tank Girl has got none of that sweet resurgence movie. If anybody can do it now, though, it's going to be Margaret. If we get the team of Roby and Gerwig to embrace Tank Girl. Nah, Roby feels more authentic to it. Gerwig feels more right. For Aren't the they doing Barbie project. right now? Yeah. yeah, they're both doing. I think Gerwig could do Tank Girl. Maybe. I would love to see her try. She's an admitted not cool kid, though. Whereas Margot Roby seems like it's impossible mm. that she was anything ever but a cool kid. I have confidence that this can be rebooted. I want it. To Eventually, be it has to be. I want this to catch up. It'll come around. I want Tank Girl to see Tank Girl at Spencer's in 2033. She's gonna have her day when again. I'm in my own Immortan Joe water suit. <laughs> Yo. If I'm alive, this movie's on Amazon Prime right now. It is. It's yeah. out there. You can see it. Go watch Tank Girl. Go in looking for fun. I think people left having fun. Yeah. Soundtrack, the professionalism, the money spent on the behind the scenes. I think it gives it a high floor. It's there to be loved. I think this is a movie in, that... In Roby we trust. Yeah, it, it only wants to be fun. And I think that's what it, where it succeeds. It's not trying to be more than what it what it is, ultimately. If Margot Roby can make me watch like a Tanya Harding movie three times... There you go. <laughs> I'm sure she could get me to watch her as Tank Girl a half dozen times. She can make this happen. And then it'll be uh, from the Northman as Jet Girl. <laughs> yeah. Give me Anya Taylor-Joy as Jet Girl. Yeah. Give me Florence Pugue. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. I'm not picky. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Good night.